0: Hi, I'm Larry Gifford, and I have Parkinson's disease.
1: And I'm Rebecca Gifford, Larry's partner in Parkinson's and in life.
0: This is When Life Gives You Parkinson's. Our sixth episode of the 2023 series, all about deep brain stimulation, DBS.
1: Larry's DBS surgery is done. Woohoo! And spoiler alert, he's here. I'm alive! He survived it.
0: If you uh, haven't caught the first five episodes in our DBS series, we recommend starting there.
1: Today we have special moments of audio from the buildup to the surgery and some post-surgery thoughts.
0: Just after one o'clock on Monday, and we are headed to the hospital for pre-op. Yay! Hi everybody. Oh, hi. oh, you're here. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Oh, hi. How you doing? Oh, you're here too. <laughs> so, cool. so great to have everybody and all your support. Uh, thank you for all the well wishes and the prayers and uh, the, 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 the good vibes that I'm feeling. That's great. Uh, today is the day before the surgery. We are checked in. I've got fancy new clothes. <laughs> Hope you like them. Uh, this is going to be the, the, the new fall look. Um, but uh,
1: hospitals
0: everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I will not be uh, on this channel, so I, I can't uh, get your messages as they come in. But I've read through the messages that are in so far, so thank you for that. Uh, Beck will keep you updated uh, tomorrow throughout the as, as she gets information, she'll pass it along, and then uh, Wednesday I should be coming home and uh, fresh with two new holes in my head. I'll be holy enough to go to church again. <laughs> Hello? Hello. I'm just going to uh, see if I can put an IV. Okay. Which side here? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> okay. Maybe I can try putting it in your left arm. Okay. Just because you're right-handed. Sorry about that.
1: Okay. Okay. I have to put it in your hand.
0: Okay. Did
1: it blow out? No. It didn't blow out. And will be right back, okay? okay. Keep pumping. Wow, well, your fans really
0: hate me. Oh, don't take it personally. They hate everybody. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get
0: someone else to give it a shot. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Poked you twice.
1: Hi. Larry?
0: Yes. I'm going to try start an idea on you. are uh, no, try
1: again, are we? <laughs> do you feel comfortable letting me try sure, one you. more time? Sure,
0: come on Okay. Enjoy the party.
1: Hey, do you mind
0: if I shave here a little bit? Whatever you do.
1: Okay.
0: You're going to drill two holes in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think i care about hair in my head. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: okay, so. We still have, we have one more nurse who is really good at uh, IV, sorry. (laughs) You do need the IV for sure, Uh, she's very experienced, but she's on break right now. Okay.
0: Sorry, another poke. No worries. (laughs) You're just getting warmed up.
1: (laughs) Okay. Your your vein
0: is quite deep. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, 10.30 the night before my surgery, and I just got done uh, with uh, two packages of industrial body wipes, and that's how I clean my hair, too, and I get to do it again in the morning. Um, I, I was fed uh, fed lunch almost immediately as I got here at like 2.15, 2.30, and then they brought dinner at 4.30. I'm not allowed to eat after midnight. Until after my surgery, which will end around five or six tomorrow. So I finally asked, hey, can I get a snack? And uh, they brought toast, a cheese sandwich, and crackers with jelly and peanut butter. It's a delicious snack. But for those of you who've never slept in the same bed with me, you wouldn't know this, but my biggest pet peeve is crumbs in bed. I'm going, am I hungry or am I more worried about the crumbs? Uh, I was more hungry. Uh, we got the crumbs out fine. Um, I, I had the IVs put in, the uh, IV for tomorrow put in today so they could just access it quick and it turns out the uh, first nurse tried twice and missed the vein. So she brought in backup nurse who's better at it than she is she missed and then they said well let's wait f- for rosemary because she's on break so rosemary came in and she missed and then rosemary re-accessed one of the already opened hole- holes that didn't work and she went in a different way and made it work so i feel like i've already been poked uh, quite a bit um taking my vitals every couple of hours had a visit from Doctor Schmidt, who is working with Doctor Honey. She went through all the uh, all the do's and don'ts for tonight and tomorrow. So I've taken my last pills for the day, and uh, can't have any tomorrow until after the surgery, um, because they want me to be off meds. So they tested correctly and put it put the uh, the electrical thing, the, the, um, the probe in the right spot. It's, I'm almost hearkening back to when I was first diagnosed. I'm like, well, maybe I don't have, I'm still at this moment going, well, are you sure I need this surgery? I don't think I really have Parkinson's. <laughs> uh, I guess that's a little, uh, little, little nervousness. Uh, I'm excited and I'm terrified at the same time wondering uh, just wondering uh, well, how is this going to change things how how will my life be different how will our life be different how will my day-to-day change the the, the the biggest advice I've gotten so far is to be patient be patient tomorrow be patient with the recovery be patient with my body be patient be patient with the two you know time to i got to wait six weeks to turn it on, and i got to wait another six weeks to as we fine-tune it. So you know, this is the start of a journey. And I know there's a lot of people that are sending good vibes and prayers and positive energy my way, and that helps. It helps a lot. Um, but uh, I just can't believe I'm having two holes drilled into my head tomorrow. You can't undo that. You can't take that away. This is not, uh, not something that I had on my bucket list growing up. I told Beck tonight that I was afraid, scared, nervous. I'm not sure what I'm scared of other than something going wrong. Dr. Honey's been doing this for, he does three a week. He's done over a thousand. Hey, one good thing about the hospital is they got plastic straws. (laughs) Thank God hate those paper straws. Oh. Okay. I love you all. And uh, thanks for the support. And I'll uh, be thinking of you during the surgery. I'm going to try to busy myself and get to sleep. Good morning to my friends and family all around the world. It's good to see you. It is almost 5 o'clock in the morning here in Vancouver. And today is the day for my DBS surgery. Then i going to end up the day with a couple of holes in my head. And uh, they told me they were going to wake me up at 5. I said... I'm going to win from the start of the day and I'm going to get up and pee before five o'clock. Look at me, I'm winning. I just want to say thanks for all your prayers your thoughts. And, uh, I will finish today strong, uh, because of you. And, uh, we, we've got, we, we, uh, we, the collective we are going to get another win today and, uh, Best of luck to my surgery crew. Everybody's been awesome. I'm looking forward to today, and I'm scared shitless. It's going to be a long day. I appreciate everybody's support. And uh, I will see you on the other side with two holes in my head. All right, here we go. Wild ride. Hey, Larry, Tim in the game here from u Parkinson's. Just wanted to wish you all well this morning. Hope everything's going well with the surgery, and uh, we just hope that you get a, have a speedy recovery and just want you to know that we're all thinking
1: about you. So, from u Parkinson's to you, hoo You got this! I think so, honey. How are you doing?
0: Well, uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, the, the, the hard part, at least what I think is the hard part, is over, which was putting this on my head and screwing it into my skull. Um, It felt like they numbed it with like what felt like bee stings for like they had that four places and then they'd screw in the bolts and they had to screw and unscrew a couple of times because the mask was too tight on my face they said they've only had a few people that didn't fit into the mask and i was really close to not fitting into the mask wow um but uh, everybody's been great um there's like six people working on me and hold, holding my hands and making wiping on my brow and um it it um it's uncomfortable it's it's heavy um and so it just sort of it's just extra weight on your head Uh, and this is half of it they took half of it off when they brought me back here Uh, they had the whole thing on for the mri my my day started at 5 a.m and uh i had to wash myself off with cloths and special solution and um and uh just had my uh what we've had we've had like now five nurses seven attempts to put an iv in me so that's pretty awesome yeah
1: it took them five tries last night and then that one was they call it it blew out yeah and so they so they had to put another one in this in this morning but she was a champ and got it done so
0: so uh what's your experience with this right now
1: um it looks odd and it looks a little uncomfortable but you do look pretty calm um and you're very well cared for the staff is awesome and the nurses are great and uh, I don't know, we're just kind What's of it look taking like? it moment
0: by moment. What's it look like with this thing going into my head?
1: It looks weird. It, it, Henry says it looks weird. It, here, does, Henry. it is not a normal... <laughs> this is not something you should normally... It looks very weird. Blood's coming out. It looks gross. It looks like there was some blood when, he, when yeah, it went in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it looks uncomfortable. Do you want to get closer in so that you're in the thing? I can't look at it.
0: But hold my hand. Mm. I'm gonna be okay. I'm in good hands, bud. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're gonna win today. Yeah. Okay.
1: That looks very heavy.
0: It feels very heavy. <laughs> and then, did you were you watching when they put the needle in my arm? No. Did you watch watch when they cleaned out my nose? No.
1: Yeah, they la- put,
0: put the lasers in my nose. Put, put blue things
1: I didn't watch blue, the yeah, laser because you can still see the blue in your nose a little bit. Oh, cool. So. Yeah. So they put blue solution and then these lasers in to clean out all the bacteria from your na- your nose and nasal passages, so that it doesn't creep up into your into your brain and all of that. Decreased infection, chance of infections and viruses and whatnot. Yeah. That blue walks beyond up your nose. Yeah? You have a blue nose.
0: Well, I'd rather have a blue nose than a yellow eyebrow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> your eyebrows are a little yellow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks here. Do you, do you want me to get some up close of the. Sure,
0: yeah. So, okay. Excuse me, sweetie.
1: Because
0: I can't see it.
1: Yeah. So you can kind of get a, see what that looks like.
0: I told the nursing staff, like, Hey, if you guys want to get in here and go to holiday picture, that'd be good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm feeling kind of out of it because I'm I'm off my meds. Yeah, your faces
1: um, looks, you look off. So lack of expression and yeah. just kind of that dulled, dulled look.
0: I okay. got the trimmer in my legs.
1: Yeah, a little bit. So you can't really see it right now. So no, no. It's probably internal tremor more than yeah. anything.
0: Okay. And, um, my lower back hurts because this is not a comfortable position. But
1: and you can't really move.
0: So oh, no, not yet. I'm gonna I, get
1: a a look of the so it's got measurements and everything around the side
0: and oh yeah they they like drew on my face before they put this on here Yeah, like with like, like a permanent marker or something oh yeah okay. I do.
1: anything else
0: uh I love you guys
1: I love you too
0: well there is some pain involved it's not nearly the pain I thought it would be mm-hmm
1: it's more just a, an odd experience so far anyway
0: yeah I've not screamed and I've only well, cried a little bit <laughs> we'll
1: and we'll see how we'll we'll be eager for stories after for what you experience in the surgery room yep i'll
0: and see you on room. the flip side okay. you made it
1: <laughs>
0: I like my haircut it's horrible <laughs> should get my money back for that
1: <laughs> how I'll are you, see, you feeling i yeah, feel
0: uh, horrible no I feel okay but there's still some pain and my throat was incubated so I don't have much speaking voice but I will be strong voice when I get back. Thanks everybody. One of the cool things is that I got to pick my own music for the surgery, and I started with "Staying Alive," and I dedicated it to Dr. Honey, <laughs> and he thought that was funny. Um, but I had a uh, a revelation the other night where I remembered something from the surgery that I had forgotten. What's that? The doctors were all singing along to "The Greatest Showman." <laughs> really. Uh, I do have a few thoughts. Uh, Three and a half weeks removed now from surgery. My biggest fear after death was the head frame. And it hurt 40 seconds at a time. Meaning, you know, it's not supposed to hurt at all. Like 0%. Dr. Hundy told me so. So from the frame to the drill, if I felt anything, I said, uh, excuse me, that hurts, or top left by your thumb, or... Uh, something like that, and they'd stop down and they put in more local anesthetic. Um, and the the it feels like a bee sting every time they give you the local anesthetic, and it just sort of melts away after forty seconds. And after I got that installed, then I came to see you and Henry. It was great to see you guys in
1: this tiny, tiny little pre-op <laughs> room um, with a little curtain. And there were constantly nurses coming in and out doing the preparations. They had to change your your um, IV again right. because it wasn't in a good spot and it wasn't really flowing as well as it should. So they had to move that. And there was a lot going on, but they were totally good with Henry and I being there. Yeah, it was really cool because they were understanding. This is what's going to help keep the patient calm this is what's going to kind of lead him into this very long surgery where he's awake most of the time. It can be quite nerve-wracking.
0: No, It was, it was, it was nice, and they, and they took great care of me.
1: Yes, excellent team.
0: Uh, for the surgery, I was wheeled into a very roomy operating theater. Uh, there must have been about 10 people in there. I'm not sure who was who except for Dr. Honey was behind me, and Nurse Nancy was always there to help me through whatever I was feeling. Now, at one point, Dr. Honey goes, okay, now this is what the drill sounds like. And he goes, now this is what the drill sounds like when it's hitting your skull. It's like, <laughs> he goes, well, you're going to feel that for about 40 seconds, and then uh, and then we'll do it again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I didn't feel the drilling, but I felt when they got through to the other side. It was Mm, like
1: like a whoosh. Yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. That's an
1: interesting sensation.
0: Ooh, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. And you feel the pressure of it, but you don't feel Mm -hmm. the pain at all. Like it was nothing. Yeah. The first electrode they installed in like thirty minutes. It was really quick, and then the second one took forever.
1: Well, and there was discussion in the room about where it should be and what was the right placement and which direction and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, some con- collegial conversation and, and maybe some disagreements about where it should go. And then it ended up being in a, in a spot by, by group consensus yes. in a great spot. It just took a little bit to find
0: it. Yeah, and, and so they had Nurse Nancy moving my wrist like the cogwheel, like people who've been through that where the doctors, the MDS moves your wrist around to see if it cogwheels. And once she got it to a point where it didn't cogwheel, then they had me do my vocalization and so they said larry say four five six and i'd go four five six and they go okay now do it again four five six okay do it again four five six okay let's (laughs) lock that in (laughs) every so often during the procedure nurse nancy would have to wake me up because i i couldn't stay awake and so she's like larry Larry, we need you now. Larry, we need you
1: now. Larry really wanted to leave his body.
0: I really (laughs) wanted to leave my body. I was, yes, it was time. Since the procedure, I've been experiencing the honeymoon period, which admittedly is poorly worded because nothing about this is a honeymoon. But I suppose I am married to DBS for life, so it's appropriate.
1: So 26 days. Just this morning, I started to see some dyskinesia and some motor changes where the honeymoon period is beginning
0: to end yeah for most of my recovery I've been on about four pills a day plus the two extended at night and I was you know no longer constipated and I was getting my smell back and I was you know the uh, my body temperature was regulated
1: which is huge that's huge. A, that's actually a huge quality of life thing for you because that was a major symptom right before the surgery. You would just have the sweats constantly. You, There was no regulation happening.
0: I never had a headache. They said, you may have a headache. Never had a headache. I had a little bit of chest ache afterwards for a couple of days. Um, but overall... I'm surprised at how much it didn't hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you have brain surgery, and you just assume that's going to hurt.
1: There's going to be headaches. There's some sort of ache.
0: Um, What were your observations um, through this process, honey?
1: Well, we talked about before that you were very tired for the first... Two weeks? Yeah, I would say a full two weeks, where you were sleeping most of the day. And then, pretty quickly like that just kind of wore off and then one day you were up and about most of the day and you took your customary nap but you weren't you definitely had more energy you were started you were starting to work on pd avengers again and just had more awareness of the house and the world around you you were wanting to get up and take walks and you were exercising with me and feeling feeling more normal maybe even more energy than you had before the surgery. I did notice, and it's my job to observe these things. So it was an observation and we talked about this, not a criticism. Um, And this is both when you were very sleepy and um, acute recovery phase and after. And it's continuing now and that's okay. Uh, A bit more cynical than your normal mood you are usually quite sunshiny. But I'm wondering, and I would be curious about your observations about this too, about how much of that was kind of compensating for the pain and the discomfort and the frustration and all the, the limitations and the things that you were feeling from the Parkinson's. It's a
0: lot to take in. I was I was going to say, I, I hear you on the cynical because... Like I'd watch TV commercials and make fun of them. Like I was yeah. <laughs> like, it was weird. I watched the like, news. Oh, that's and really cheesy. Rather it. than
1: like tears running down your face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> so there was, so moving. <laughs> there was a sense of cynicalism there just in the way I was reacting to like things that I didn't need to react to.
1: Yes, that's that was yes, that's maybe that's it too. You're reacting to things when normally things would just kind of slide,
0: right?
1: And a little bit angry and and a little and a little dark. And um, when it first started to happen, when I first started to observe that, I did kind of have a moment where I was like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, why are you asking me? I was genuinely curious. Are you okay? Because I am noticing a difference. And part of my job during this time is to notice these differences.
0: That's a big role for the care partner.
1: Yes. And so I'm taking it very seriously and I'm noticing things. And then I'm bringing them up to you as I notice them. So that I can kind of gauge, is this something that's just you're having a bad day? Or is this a trend? Or what are we looking at here? That's a different personality than I'm used to. And we tend to balance each other out a little bit, where I can be the one who can have the dry humor and the sarcasm and the observations that sometimes are a little cynical. And then you kind of balance it out with a cheery joke about it or a cheery joke about my cynicism or something. And then we find that balance there. And so I was kind of having a reaction to, well, this is different than what I'm used to and the balance that we've already figured out.
0: So I stole your line.
1: A <laughs> little, little, little bit. I was like, well, you're not allowed to be the dark one. I'm supposed <laughs> to be the dark one. Right. But then I caught myself. And I also listened to, you know, shout out to We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Because right after... I started observing that we had a conversation about this. I listened to this recent podcast where Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach are talking about something very similar. So check out this episode if you're curious, um, where they have their roles. And then when they start to shift, the yes, there is kind of a rebalance and it does feel a little bit awkward, uncomfortable. At the same time, it's like, thank you for revealing that to me. I'm enjoying your dark side. I understand your dark side because right? <laughs> I'm in touch with my dark side, and right, and so there's a connection that can be made from that as well. So initially, it was awkward, uncomfortable, um, and then, and now I'm kind of embracing it. As this is just where he is right now. This is where you are right now. And I'm here to support you through all of the phases of these things, while also as neutrally as possible, observing any personality shifts. It's not like a huge personality shift. You are not a different person. You still sing in the mornings and irritate Henry and me. <laughs> We're just kind of like, it's been a morning. I don't know that we need the singing, but okay. Okay. And then, (laughs) right, there's still those elements of that. It's not like a a huge shift. It's not a personality change. But I have noticed that. And I'm curious what you're feeling about that.
0: Well, I, I was talking to my counselor the other day, and I said, oh, going into the surgery, and you heard this earlier on the tape, I said I was scared shitless. And I have to be honest, I don't know if I was scared that I was going to survive or if I was going to die. And so part of this is just reconciling that, okay, I made it, now what? What am I going to do with my life? What am I going to take how am I going to take advantage of this opportunity and that's a lot yeah so yeah I'm very grateful for the opportunity that the doctors have given me and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do
1: your life is in major transition right now at the same time of the surgery and all the hope and trepidation attached to that. You are shifting out of a career that you've had for 30 plus years. Finding a new way of being and in a way it's, it's a version of a clean slate. It's not an entirely clean slate. And as freeing as that can be, it's also comes with the expectations that are already attached to the time that you're going to spend post-surgery, what you're gonna be able to focus on, what you're gonna be able to get done what people are wanting you <laughs> to get done. And then you reconciling. What do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time? How do I want to live and use this time and quality of life that I'm being given by the DBS with the expectations of, of others? And where's the Venn diagram crossover? that you can make decisions about how you want to move forward. It's a lot, honey.
0: For the first time in a long time, I feel like I have a say, more than a say. I have total say in what, what I do and where I go. I just don't know where that is. Mm-hmm. Or how we're going to get there. But we'll figure it out. So one of the, one of the questions as I read through our email is, uh, it's most popular is, Hey, I'm going to have to EBS. What do I need to have like immediately following the surgery, like at home or whatever? And I, I don't know that there's a one standard answer for that, but like we went out and bought a lazy boy so I could have that for my recovery chair. And so I would have that for my bed and, and, and I, I wouldn't have to leave oh you know supine on on my back so cuz i just can't imagine getting up with the chest the way it is um and it's been great uh,
1: so the best sleeping situation that you can figure out
0: i i would just say make sure you have some of your favorite things around you and you know if you want ice cream get some ice cream if you want some soda get some soda or whatever it is that's going to make if you want you know great licorice tea get that um becca miller got me a bunch of legos and that was amazing Uh, thank you becca try to keep your mind clear and you may want somebody to make you some meals just depending on your situation
1: i would say from just a mental preparation standpoint understand what boundaries are important to you during that time if it if you don't want to take a bunch of calls from friends and family Asking how you're doing or whatever. Ask people to text you and then ask them to be patient. I may not get back to you right away. Set up a perimeter around you, I guess, that's going to help you with your recovery and make sure that it's not, your days are not spent making other people feel better about your <laughs> about how you're doing or whatnot. Um, and, then, uh, and then bring the people you need closer in and make sure that they are available and know that they are your people Yeah, that's
0: especially important for the care partner uh, to have people at the ready whether they're long distance on a call or they were there Um, we had help with henry you also set up kind of a phone tree where so you had a whatsapp phone tree set up so there was a certain number of people that you were going to communicate with in whatsapp and then they could tell whoever right
1: disseminate to their larger family or whatever yeah right
0: and I think that really helped because it was just like just real quick.
1: It what was. Done. I can imagine this need, this need, and this need. Right. Who do I most want to count on for those three things? And it, um, that was really helpful. And I don't even think I used everybody. <laughs> no, right? I think I maybe used one or two of the people of those people, um, but it was really comforting to know that they were there and that they'd already helped that they'd already offered, and that they were in the ready. Okay, so we're going to
0: turn on the device in a few weeks. And then we're going to see what happens. And then we'll record another podcast.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening, for reaching out for those of you who did, and offering support and love and your eagerness to know how, how Larry is doing and how the whole family is doing. Really, we felt that. And it's- it
0: was quite amazing
1: yes and um we feel the love we feel the support and we're very grateful to you all thank you thank you for being awesome <laughs> if you have questions about our dbs journey that we can share with our listeners in the next episode please click the link on the show notes to record a message for us or email us at parkinson's pod at curiouscast.ca
0: when Life Gives You Parkinsons is a curious cast production.
1: Our presenting partner is Parkinson Canada, where people with Parkinsons are at the center of everything they do. Parkinson Canada funds critical research, provides information and support, raises awareness and advocates for improved healthcare outcomes for people with Parkinsons across Canada. Learn more at parkinson.ca.
0: PD Avengers, a global coalition of people living with Parkinsons, their partners and supporters, all working together to put an end to Parkinson's disease. Be sure to check out the most recent Parkinson's news, upcoming events, and free exercise and wellness portal offering thousands of hours of live and on-demand classes at pdavangers.com. That is powered by U-Turn Parkinson's. We'd truly appreciate it if you could share this podcast with somebody, uh, anybody, I mean, even if you don't like them, just give them the podcast. It's the f- most effective way you can grow uh, the audience and to raise awareness of Parkinson's disease
1: and give us a rating or follow us like a five like five stars five would be great
0: yeah or seven can you do seven stars I think you can just do five
1: I think stick, five is the is the math
0: stick with five
1: keep positive
0: keep exercising keep listening we'll talk to you next time